Welcome back to During Business Hours. My name's Christopher. This is Dakota. Welcome to Woodward, Oklahoma. So we tried to record last night, and a very fun and interesting thing happened. Don't unplug the camera while recording. Dumbass. It ruined a single cam's footage. Even though we've got all these beautiful cameras, we figured we would do our best to re-record the next day. It was a short but sweet and episode. It was awesome. It was, awesome. It was pretty fun. It flowed, man. So we were talking. They might not know. So basically, night before last, mm-hmm. you had a run-in with a oh. stage five. I say stage five. You may not understand the, the reference, but there was a movie back in the day called uh, The Wedding Wedding Crashers. Have you ever seen it? No, I've seen Vince Vaughn. The Wedding Ringer. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. It's called uh, Wedding Crashers. So let me go ahead and give you an idea what a, a stage five is. So basically, this man crashes weddings to hook up with women. It's the most sexist and hilarious movie of the early 2000s, 2004, 2005. But it was hilarious because at any time me and my buddies ever talk about somebody who's clingy or um, follows you somewhere, it's stage five. But so you had a girl follow you to Sonic or sorry, well, meet up at your mini golf so, place yeah. and then follow you to Sonic as a first date. It is interesting. So how did you let the people know? How did you go from apparently you've known this girl for like three, four years, like two like ish, three ish, yeah, somewhere on there since high school. Went from saying, "Hey, I'll leave a candle lit for you." I mean, she was dating somebody else. Yeah, I had her off a of Snapchat. Uh, it was her birthday. I wished her happy birthday, and then I kept snapping her. She got a boyfriend. I backed off. Then she told me if I really wanted her, wait. Yeah, so not that you waited, but you were like, I'll leave a candle for you. I think this is the funniest thing. Which I didn't talk to any other girls between this time anyway, so. Yeah, okay. So he's old-fashioned here. So the girl shows up to his work. They play an entire round of mini golf. Takes like an hour and a half. So only. I don't know how you kept a conversation with a woman for an hour and a half. But so we go. you go to Sonic afterwards, and she offers to buy you dinner? Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm good, but. I want to pay for everything else that you're going to pay for. She's like, why? I was like, why not? So he pulls the gentleman card. And then. Buys it. Yeah. It's an OU debit card. And she's like, OU, that's my favorite college football team. And I was like, score. (laughs) So (laughs) this may be off the reservation to talk about, but I thought the funniest part of this conversation is not you, not her, not this little love story, but her father, when you escort her home, following her home. You already know where she lives. It's not creepy. Well, I, I actually didn't. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> no, I did not know where she lives. So she escorts you home. Yeah. At one o'clock in the morning. Basically. You're, you're nervous. I, I, what am I doing? Is this the proper thing? Am I trying to, what's, yeah. what's going on? Dad's sitting out on the porch with a shotgun. I don't know what he had. Yeah, probably just like a beer. Okay. So something with a barrel. Uh, the problem is when he walks up to him, says, hey, you know, my daughter's a virgin. Let's keep it that way. Oh, my God. That is some Southern hospitality right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was cool. I would have been scared shitless. I Just smiled. Evacuation. All right, sir. Made it home safe. Have a nice day. Stage five. No way. It's all bad. You had a good handshake. God, it doesn't matter. And you let us talk still for like another two, three minutes. And then I was like, okay, I got to go. Yeah, that's intimidation. Absolutely. Because he probably talked to her for another half an hour about the birds, the bees, the safety. The She's horn. had 
boyfriends in the past, so hopefully they've How had many that got followed home at uh, 1 a.m.? Probably none of those. Yeah, that's that's a bit interesting, especially like jobs, <laughs> pay their own way, got shit going on, busy bodies. Out here, there's like no kids your age that are doing anything that you're doing. I mean, it's called, you got to get your foot in the door somewhere, and then you got to take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, they just, they don't leverage anything. And I, I've hired a couple of guys here, and boy, are they absolute dipshits. Like, I've I've hired absolute dipshits in my California store, and I've owned three stores. So I had a, a store in Monterey, California store, Carmichael, and I had a California Roseville store. And so Roseville sold that two, three years ago. Uh, Monterey had a falling out with business partner, got my buyout, still made a killing on it um fuck you steve but funny enough the third store i recently sold so i had a store top was seven employees and then including myself that was our 70 grand a month everything's turnovers good life is good no problems and when everything worked like it should greased wheel functioning but we had an issue recently where our general manager was caught stealing. So not only fudging time cards and amounts, claiming that he had personal days that weren't taken or were taken, uh, free vacations that apparently we were flooding with our cash income, but we were missing money in the till. And so all that got laid on his feet when he got caught stealing more money. So I'm like, okay, 40 grand worth of embezzlement is on his doorstep. You know who you are. So we let the assistant manager take his position instead of like, okay, you want to do less work and make more money. I'll give you more responsibility. It's not crazy amounts. You're just going to shift more to paperwork, a couple of repairs. If it's over, you know, uh, overworked, but the store was slow as molasses. We were doing 70 during Christmas. We're doing 20 during April and May. So the operating cost was higher than that, especially with four employees on hand. And these people are making $20 an hour. So then he's like, well, I want to make $25 an hour. So he went from 19 to 25 plus commissions. So he wanted to keep commissions, one week paid vacation, $25 an hour, 40 hours a week. Sounds like a freeloader. So he was already a shit employee. He'd taken 50 days off last year. He had set for 10 or 11 already in the first quarter this year. He's not a good worker. Even before that, his first week on the job, almost two years ago, he was like, oh, yeah, I know I got hired, but uh, I need paternity leave. He's like, yeah, I need you to pay me a month to be home with my kid because I've got a newborn baby being born this week. So he got a job just to try and fuck me for a free month of work. And I'm like, hell no. Hell no. You could try it. Deuces. Do your thing. But uh, since then on, he's had a chip on his shoulder. Like we had a, a policy because we would have individual people working on devices, right? So if I worked on a specific project, I check the customer in, I do the work, I check check the customer out unless it's a busy day and I'll have somebody else like ring the customer out, but I've communicated to the customer the whole way, chat, call, uh, approvals, all of it. For some reason, one time, this gentleman got a tip of $20. And I was like, okay, put it in the till. It was my customer. It's not like a restaurant where everyone shares the tips. This is one of those problems where it's not, I may be the business owner, but I worked real hard work until 9 p.m. the day after, two hours after work to get this guy's stuff done. So I, I'm entitled to that tip and nobody complained about it except for him. And he's like, oh, well, I think since I was handed the tip, I should get the tip. I'm like, that's not really how it works. If three of us were on the counter and the guy was looking at me saying, okay, this is for you or you guys buy you a drink, everyone assumes you're a team. 
So that's why they do the tip. But I paid for lunches. I paid for food, drinks, uh, parties, sushi, bought all kinds of shit for people, cash bonuses. But this one guy had a real chip on his shoulder. He just, he wasn't doing well in life, wasn't happy living as a roommate to some lady with two kids and his wife. And that's got to be miserable. Like you're making four grand a month and you're still a roommate and your wife's got a government job. Like what the fuck? Four grand a month? Yeah. Damn. Out here, that's a lot of money. Out there, it's a livable wage, barely. Here, you can buy a house with that. So the fun part was, okay, we just banned tips. After his little hissy fit, we banned tips. Oh, you want a tip? Leave us a review. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. But he started taking tips again. He would mention to customers, oh, no, no, we're not going to charge our store minimum, but if you'd like to leave a tip, go ahead. We caught on to it. That was me and Eric at the time. And he got reprimanded. Then it became... Well, don't take tips. We don't want tips. Ask them for a review or have them pay the store minimum. Well, I don't want to pay. have them pay me $30 that goes right into your pocket for something I did that took me five seconds. I'm like, it took you two years to learn that and the training I had to put into you and the wasted fucking money to put into you to learn that. You didn't know shit. You were a plumber, a water uh, a hydration expert putting on fucking nuts and bolts. Like, go back to that, bud. Everything you know, yeah, probably (laughs) everything he knows right now is that the the blessing of me and what I allowed him to do in the first year and what I really should have fired him 10 times over in the first year. But since I had known this guy like 14 years, I was like, you know, I relate. He's got two kids, all kinds of shits going on. I got two kids, tried to be buddy, buddy, but he was an absolute lazy fuck, man. Came in beard unshaven stains on his shirt the first day i gave him the 25 dollars. i was really gonna pay him 25 one week vacation i was like all right if you can just step up to the plate the first day bedhead stoned as fuck just uh barbecue stains on his shirt or whatever lunch he had rushed like he just ran out of bed like maybe he was up celebrating the night before that he got me over for six dollars an hour but my plan hatched right then and there i was like all right well i got an offer for somebody to buy the store i'll just fly in right after payroll on saturday bye So I went in, I fired him like a man. I was like, yeah, store's been sold. Get the fuck out. You're gone. Didn't like that very much. So he goes and he puts a bunch of one-star reviews on the new business owner's page. It doesn't hurt me at all. Like, good for you. But it's been, what, a month and a half. He's working his little $25 an hour job now that he got uh, working 20 hours a week for another repair store. I don't care. Apparently, he's under the impression I tried to call and get them fired. I don't care. you're not on my radar but he's talking shit about these tips in facebook groups like come at me like we there's stacks of evidence of what's what you've done compared to him calling me a sleazeball that we kept 100 of the tips and and it was so hard to give the customer 150 percent of effort that you know just really it, it hurt you're, you're not in an industry that gets tips. We banned tips and you tried to circumvent and say, we don't need to charge you a minimum labor charge. But if you want to leave me a tip and pocket the fucking money, who's the sleaze ball, you little thief? But the, the fabrication when people are so far from the truth, and a lot of uh, political people have this ideology that no reality matters except for their reality. And the longer they tell themselves their, their reality, it becomes factual. So they'll argue it to death and then they'll belittle. It's just one of those people. It's just sad. So this will be the last I I speak about it. There was one employee I liked there at the end, 
but he was still a friend of this dipshits. So everyone had to get fired. I did recommend that that person stay on with the new ownership. But, you know, it is what it is. They fired everybody, kept everyone going. But that that's why you don't, don't act like a sucker and then feel holier than thou. Just accept that you are a dipshit. You're making your life up. You're trying to do better. Do not play the victim because the victims sit at the bottom of the rung the rest of their lives. That's deep. It's, it's a fact. I never got anywhere playing the victim when I was a kid. Oh, they stole my... Mm. They did this. Mm. No. Continue fucking playing. The more you cry about it, the more somebody's going to tell you to get in a corner, go to bed, shut the fuck up, get out of my sight. Go. Go. So you get pushed aside. Same thing goes as adults. That's how I feel about tipping. Fuck your tips. If you want to tip, leave a review. That's it. Especially in the repair industry, you want good action. Your money, as if you're a consumer watching this, your money is not not what I want. I pay money to gain uh, views, uh, clicks, pass-throughs. So there's a, a CPC on the SEO when you're paying for like Google Ads or Facebook or anything. Cost per click. It's usually under $5. If it's over $5, you got a bigger problem. Your $5 tip could go much further if you just shared one of our posts, said, great experience. That's all I want. If you don't do that, then it's much harder to gain the traction. If you want to see us succeed, don't give me money. I mean, how do you think I showed up? Facebook. Someone shared it. If you didn't know, we had some controversy, controversy in Woodward, Oklahoma recently. It It was a good one. But there's a local store. They rhyme with vacuum because they suck. Um, Their name's based on a vacuum cleaner. It's really, I just love it. They're national brand. The point being, we tried to reach out to them last year when we were here. We said, hey, we do this, you do that. We could corroborate. And they said, no, the town's not big enough. That would just hurt things and you'll never make it. Okay, cool. So we opened up. We weren't going to open a repair. It was just going to be a hobby store. I was like, I don't want to compete. Don't want to be they're just not very friendly about it. Small town. Turns out we opened up three months, not a single business, nobody doing business with us. We're like, this is really dead. It was very stressful. I was like, man, this is super dead. Like, it was like three, five grand a month. Some very low number covering basic costs, but it's like, shit, we thought it'd be better, more. You know, we didn't put any money into advertising. We just did uh, like paper ads, stuff like that, maybe like 300 bucks a month. Still nothing happened. The best part was that when we went, what was it, early May, we went to the expo. We talked to a bunch of people. Lo and behold, we got prices from everyone who had repairs. Well, what do you charge? I was like, okay, we charge 120 for an iPhone 11 premium refurbished screen. That's a big deal because that's a $35, $40 part. So you're making $80. That's a big deal. Where I'm from, that's fucking outrageous to charge. Do you know what the fucking vacuum company is charging you? 160 to 190? Damn. And that was consistent until we showed up. So I called them when I kept getting these stories. I was like, listen, I think your prices are a bit outdated. Oh no, don't tell us how to run our business, click. I was very nice about it. I wasn't like, hey, your prices are, I was like, hey, listen, I've been getting some stories and I don't wanna be that guy. I think your prices structure is a bit outdated. Is there any way that we can lower this down where everyone makes a buck so that nobody feels like you're price gouging? I got door slammed in my face digitally. The best part was, since that happened, I decided to call the vacuum cleaner company. I called them. 
I called them and you know, it, it, over and over and over again, they just hung up on me. I'm like, come on, they can't be these dicks. So I tried to go down there. Doors locked. They don't, they're not even open. So I was like, okay, Facebook post time. After 10 individual customers were complaining about the service, complaining about the type of repair. Cause if with the expo, we got some traction. We got a lot of people coming in, went from like three to nine grand a month. We're like, okay, great. The whole April to May. Boy, after so many fucked up repairs, missing parts, gaskets not on, uh, face IDs ripped. I was like, all right, we're done. I'm going to make a post. So I had Chad GPT write me a post. I was like, elegantly, politely say fuck you in a Facebook post to people who are overcharging in a local area comparative to a part or a price part and what we're charging in another part of the country. And that got so much traction. It was like 35 shares the first day, 200 comments. People were 95% on our side saying, hey, he was so professional about it. I didn't say anybody's names. I just said, hey, do not let people who are charging 150% above the highest place I know in California. That's crazy. Versus us who are local in town and we can guarantee either the same or better service. We're not going to give you less in any case because we want your business. The idea, and I tell this all the time, when you're starting out, I'll, I'll loosen up over time the more I get to know people where I can say, hey, fucker, you know, come on in. Right now, it's all customer service. It's 100% customer service. So everyone, the, the idea of paying for that lady's phone the other day, the idea, a uh, guy with an iPad, I had to drive 16 miles out of town just to drop off because his car broke down. He needs it for his kids. Cool. Here you go. Customer service. I still got a tip for that, but I asked him to get, give a shout out. He didn't give a shout out. That got so much traction. Now we're clearing 25K a month and I'm one guy. So back to really shitty employees, if you didn't know, if I can make 25 grand in a single month, one person, five hours a day, five days a week, why can't four people make 25 grand in a month, 40 hours a week? Well, there's nothing to do. Oh my God, there's no customers coming. The average ticket price sank from $140 a person to $60 a person, almost like they were checking them in and then pocketing the money. They just ignored the repairs. They didn't care to finish it. It was a lack of will of completion. So then you're getting stacked up yeah. behind. So that's what happened. You're getting harmed, yes. So that's why we ended up selling. And I, you know, I probably lost 200 grand in that store. Over 120 over the last six months that I was there, and then a good 70 on the quick sale, just in value for the inventory. You know, but I've got uh, monthly payments are coming in from that store. He's doing fantastic. He's got it from the 20K a month that they were doing to 45 by himself with zero advertising. He cut off all advertising, which is crazy to me. Like we had Ponce Gilly, guy we do SEO with. Uh, we fired him because the SEO was just not tracking. He wasn't getting us any more leverage on it. And his reports were just stagnant. And we're like, hey, issues, issues, issues with the ads. And then when I fired him, he basically changed my ad campaigns to bill me like 700 bucks. Yeah, I was so, so close to making it a thing. But I was like, you know, I'm just ending this business. He'll never get recommended. I do not recommend him. I'm so sorry. If you know him, do not do business with him. It's it's a whole back and forth thing. But you got people I was setting up to rebrand that entire store. It was a whole thing, but it was so much money and effort. I would have to spend weeks in uh, California. And I was like, now nah, I got kids. I got a life here. And the store is picking up just being gone that four days. My wife checked in over 16 devices a day. So I think we ended up with close to 70 in back catalog. I was like, Jesus, that's a lot of work. So when I came back, I 
banged it out for two or three days, had a couple of woodworking projects that I finished. And it, it's been one wild ride, man. One crazy wild ride. I mean, you got money now. That's good. Yeah, but that's well, like the, more money. You know? Yeah, but that's because I keep going to the casino because you're fucking you're such a bad influence. Hey, but you could. I mean, you got to give me credit. I was kind of right. You were so wrong. Red screens, bro. No, you talking there, it wasn't even the red screens that got me. I spun that in. So if you didn't know, I went to Canton again last night. I've been twice in the last week. This guy. First night, what what I win? Close to 5000 I put it all back at, at the last moment. Then I want to hand pay for like forty five. But I got it. Shit I, happens. I, clearly, I got it. Then I go last night with 3200 in my pocket. Me and my wife put in 100 each. Back to back. Ching, Wind it up. <laughs> I can't not laugh at you doing that. 1440 each hand pay. Within five minutes of being there, we both hit a hand pay. I was like, there's no fucking way. Because she hit hers first. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to tap. I'll move over. Bam, bam, bam. Doom. Two hits. Two hits. <sighs> that's, that's It's so... Mm, sexiest thing First hit, I've I hit 100 bucks. Second hit, boom. So it was at 192 because it was $9 a hit. It's crazy. Three credits, a $3 machine, fourteen forty. So then I lose all that money. I put in five grand to my machines. My, uh, to her machines. I was following her Zoltar, this, that, no red screen machines. And she's like, okay, you go to your machine. I got two grand left in my name, including all the money I won last time. I brought in 3,200. I was down to two grand. She was still up at like $3,000. So she breaks us even for what we brought. So I lose all of it into my machines. And the last 200 bucks, I get, boom, what they call purple gem, purple gem, purple gem, 1,200 bucks, hand pay. And then red gem, red gem, red gem on the machine next to it. Back to back, 2,500, 1,000. So they pay it out. They have me a little sign the ticket, double tap, another $3,500, oh. triple diamond jackpot. And I, I was like, Leslie. I love that She's machine like, what? too. I was like, I had another one. She's like, how much? I was like, one for two, one for 35. She's like, shut up. <laughs> I was just yelling across because the, the wind and the storm. So I don't know if we have the clip or if Alan can play it. But this is me leaving with all my money in the middle of a fucking rainstorm. Did I send you the clip? Yeah, dude, the clip was hilarious. You're like, this is what happens when you fucking win at the casino. Yeah, so after the clip you've just seen, we were so soaked. So in, I lost all that money, put it back, back and forth a couple of times, and then fucking just kept hitting jackpots. So I'm not going back for a while. I'm up near... 10 grand maybe three hand pays that i had to do but it's all of it were lower ends and the amount of money i took out for the irs i because i spent all that money i don't think well be taxed on it here's the thing about that they the casino in oklahoma mm-hmm. the irs they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything no matter how many jackpots you win the irs will not get involved as long as you're paying those taxes on those jackpots at the end I of the pay. year well no like at the end of the year when you file yeah. them you don't file them? No, I will. But no. it'll be filed by the, the tax commission. Yeah, yeah. The, IRS. the idea is I'll offset that by losses I had at the beginning of the year in camp. Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't fucking matter. I got all my money back this year. My wife's up near 15 grand. To, we were, I'm like, shit, baby. So you know how you're talking about the ID mm-hmm. thing? The only reason they want that on file is because you're winning so much money. It's so dumb. And they, It's like over 1000 bucks. Yes. That's illegal. They so I make looked sure. it up on tribal rule, their title 31. Yeah. That's illegal for them to report to the IRS. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. They won't, but they want to have your but on they file. Did. How do you mean that? You're so reported? the other night, I didn't hit a hand pay. I only I got five grand in lower end pays, like seven, eight hundred, over and over and over again. And so I have a direct portal access to what I owe the IRS. 
And so when they come up and they're like, hey, you've come into money or this has been reported as earnings, they give me a notification. And so my reported earnings for that day came up and said, we've now been aware that you have reported earnings, taxable liabilities such as 1275. So they're assuming that this year I've already made this amount of money that just got reported. So now I need to justify why that wasn't reported. I'll get a notification on Monday for last night's. For the jackpots? Yeah. But it shouldn't be the the ticket you cash out. I've never had over a thousand bucks they require to report if your info's on file. I've had an issue with jackpots, but never reporting. Yeah, they're going to, once you start making decent money as you work in two jobs now, because you're a hardworking man, Uh, unlike Californians, um, you'll understand. But like the IRS, they're hard up for money right now. That's why they hired 90,000 new employees. And I can't wait for Biden to croak so that we can get rid of those guys because all that's going to hurt is small businesses especially sole proprietors they can go after and they just cave they're like okay audit me okay okay i'll hand over whatever but they don't understand because a lot of them and i was talking to your buddy the leather guy he is also doing some very not good stuff some kind of sketchy shit. yeah but he's making 10 grand a month he shouldn't be doing sketchy stuff he should be putting all that money into the correct accounts and under the correct establishment, but he's not. Yeah, he goes and buys a fucking truck. And a bunch of beer. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to college and pay my bills, work out of the dorm. Okay, you shouldn't do that. You should have an LLC set up. You need me to help you set up? It's a fucking five-minute process. I'll set you up a company. You want funding? You want hundred grand? That's easy. Like, let's I, get it done. I want a fucking hundred grand. You're making ten grand a month? Fuck no. You have to have some type of income for them to say, hey, I want to give you money. Like we have an offer right now. This business, since it's making 25, uh, like Square, our processor wants to give us 240000 No, I'm not going to take it. Their fees are much smaller than like uh, the repayment fees of a lot of companies, which I was like, you know, we could since this business, but we want to keep this as a longer lasting establishment under uh, Oklahoma law. We don't want to take out a bunch of debt because everything is owned by Love Family LLC. So we're going to go from there and, and we'll let you know what turns from this and what happens next. But I'm counting on 30 days, no gambling. If you like, subscribe and comment. Let me know. Show me your support. Can I make it? You think I can make it? Uh, definitely. Stop talking about the fucking casino. Maybe I would stop getting the itch. I'm like a crackhead. I'm going tonight. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next time on Durham Business Hours.